Welcome back to the Jesse Golden Podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here as per usual. And things are gearing up for our live masterclass, which I am so excited about because I have not connected with you all live in a free training in a very, very long time. So that as a reminder, September 27th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. If you're unable to make it, don't worry. Still sign up. You'll watch the replay. The replay is only available for about 36 hours. And the reason that you want to make sure that you sign up is A, so you get access to the replay, but B, there will be a special bonus only offered to those who purchase SLA, who join SLA during that window. So from the time it airs through when the bonus expires, which will be the following day, Thursday at midnight. So you'll have 36 hours to watch and take advantage of that bonus. Plus there's going to be a live Q&A at the end, which will be a lot of fun. So make sure you bring your questions if you're able to make it live. And of course, at the end of that, if you're not aware, I feel like I need to make this a little bit more clear that the doors to Sustainably Lean Academy SLA will be opening to everybody else on the 28th. So that will be Thursday, September 28th. And the doors will only be open for about five days. So you'll have until Tuesday the following week to join. If you have any questions at all, want to make sure that SLA is the right fit for you, go ahead and jump into my DMs over on Instagram. I'm happy to chat with you and make sure that it is the right time, the right fit. And this podcast episode will hopefully help you in determining that as well when it comes to your metabolism. And if you haven't listen to a recent podcast episode about stress and weight loss, knowing if it's the right time from that context, which we'll be talking about a little bit. That is episode 79. I will go ahead and link that in the show notes below. But that is one I would also listen to to make sure that you are making the best decision for yourself. So without further ado, let's get into, is your metabolism ready for fat loss, hormones, stress, and more? Depends, as always, on a variety, variety of factors. So firstly, what is the current state of your health? And your health can be due, if you're in poor health, can be due to so many different things. So I talk a lot about stress because I feel like that is just a hidden gem, a hidden nuisance that so many women are not aware of, and I wasn't for a very long time. And I'm talking about chronic stress. That being said, I don't want people globbing onto this and being afraid of stress or just constantly assuming, oh, I can't do anything because I'm stressed. We're incredibly resilient at the same time. So this is just one factor, but there are many, many factors that can impact our health, right? And stress is also a very broad term. So firstly, is the current state, let's assume someone is not feeling well, I had poor health, you want to see what it's due to. Is it due to excess stress, chronic stress? And this stress is not due to excess body fat, which can be a stressor in the body, or poor lifestyle habits, because those are other forms of stress. Talking about emotional stress, financial stress, uh, relational stress, career, things like that, where you're just moving 10,000 miles an hour throughout your day, like I was when I finally hit my burnout wall and I was on paper taking good care of myself. Is your stress due to excess body fat, which can absolutely be a stress on our system over time? There are people who are metabolically healthy while having obesity, and typically that is just at that snapshot in time. But if we look at them 10 years later, then that has 
that stress has caught up to their body? Is it due to poor lifestyle habits? We'll talk about what that can look like in a moment. Is it due to hormones and or other health issues? So one of the questions I got on Instagram is what is biofeedback? And I talk a lot about this, but as a refresher, changes to your body's communication. So your our bodies are communicating to us via so many different mechanisms. And in today's society, we often view dysfunction as just normal. And our yes, are we going to have niggles and aches and pains? And is it normal to get bloated every now and then? Of course. But when something is chronic and it doesn't feel good, rather than just popping a pill like we do so often today, get curious. Your body is telling you something. And we want to find out what that might be without going off the deep end and getting neurotic about it because that's the other end of the spectrum. So firstly, changes to your appetite in either direction. Sleep. This is usually the first one to go for me is I wake up more frequently in the night or I struggle to fall asleep at night. Mood. Changes to your mood. I'm sure we've all been on a stupid, silly, fad diet at some point in our lives. For me, it was when I was really low carb. I was a nightmare. I'm surprised my family did not lock me in the basement. I was a disaster. My mood was just awful. Energy levels. Again, if you've done a ridiculously low calorie diet, you probably felt like shit and couldn't get off the couch. This is what happens with bodybuilders when they're dieting stupidly or getting really close to getting on stage. They're in so few calories that they don't have any energy. Exercise performance and tolerance. This is another one that I can, I've can i tuned into and honed in over the years for myself, and I see it often with clients. Is your exercise performance declining? Your body only has so many resources. And if it's spending those resources and all the other stressors and trying to maintain safety for your body and your system and your mind in other avenues, your exercise performance is likely to suffer because that's a very energy intensive process, especially if you're trying to build muscle. So that's something to pay attention to. Has that jumped off a cliff? Or perhaps it's improved. Are you getting injured a lot? Are you starting to get sick a lot? Are you noticing really intense cravings? Your menstrual cycle, has that become dysregulated? Has that become inconsistent? Maybe your cycle has gone missing. My cycle is very, very sensitive to stress. So that's another one that tells me if things are amiss for me. And digestion. Chronic bloating is huge for women. For women. Huge, huge, huge. Or is your stress due to poor lifestyle habits outside of stress management? So stress management, I want to consider that in its own bucket, like I was talking about, if you're having relational stress or financial stress, career, what have you. Maybe a lot of grief, you lost someone in your family, something like that. What I'm talking about here when it comes to lifestyle habits, that might be eating a lot of processed foods, excessive alcohol intake, a lack of movement. If this is you, if you fall into this category and you're like, okay, my habits are just shit, I need to work on those then prioritize your healthy habits. This is going to be step one before getting into an intentional calorie deficit. I will talk about this until the cows come home. This needs to be step number one. This might spontaneously put somebody into a calorie deficit, but we're not worrying about that. You need to have healthy lifestyle habits for your health. You will feel better and I want you to feel better. So that is step one. 
We can't expect your body to feel well when you're treating it like crap. And we have to continue these forever with some slight modifications. So learn to love treating yourself well. And if you really struggle with your relationship with your body, with yourself, with food, then I would recommend my free training, Four Steps to Stop Obsessing About Food. You can check that out in the show notes as well. Then we have sleep hygiene. Focus on that. Consistently going to sleep at the same time. Not staying up until 2 a.m., especially not staring at screens. Are you eating mostly whole foods? Are you honoring your hunger and fullness cues? One drink per day maximum is what is considered moderate drinking. Okay, so let that sink in because that is drastically different than how most people consume alcohol in today's society. You can do what you want. You're an adult, but something to consider. Do you have positive relationships in your life massively impact our health? Are you spending time in nature? It's a really beautiful and often accessible, free nervous system regulator. Spending time in nature. Are you engaging in resistance training? Which is so, it's like a magic pill for our health. Resistance training itself and then also having extra muscle mass. Are you walking? during the day, getting your body moving. We need movement. Or is your poor health feeling unwell due to excess body fat? So if your lifestyle habits that I just mentioned are not already dialed in, then that's step number one. We want to focus on that. If those are already in place, that's a huge misconception that people who are overweight, that they don't take care of themselves. They don't have healthy lifestyle habits. That is not true. There are certainly people who fall into that category. So if you already have consistent lifestyle habits, but you still need to get rid of some excess body fat, then an intentional calorie deficit will help with alleviating the stress due to that. And it's important with this though, to focus on what is sustainable to prevent weight cycling. Because if we're just going on yo-yo dieting, crash diets, doing things in a way that is not going to maintain your weight long term, that's going to be really stressful on both your mind and your body. And of course, your mental health, I want that to be a focus. The approach needs to prioritize your relationship with your food, with food, respecting your body, respecting your mind, respecting your soul. All of these things need to be considered. Lead with those things. Then we can consider, is your the state of your body, which the metabolism, the nervous system, those two are very closely related and the overall structure of your body, everything is intertwined, right? So if we're talking about the body, we're talking about the mind and vice versa. It's all one and the same. So is you feeling unwell due to excess stress in the form of poor stress management, like emotional, financial, or just things that happen in life. We're going to go through really stressful times in life, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. That is life. So firstly, assess the state of your nervous system. Do you feel like you are on edge all the time, hypervigilant? Are you less stress resilient? A good, An easy way to start to parse this out for many women is if you undereat, let's say you go a day or a couple days with undereating, whether intentionally or not, and undereating means calorie deficit, Does your body respond pretty quickly with negative biofeedback? So this is how I knew I was ready for a deficit back in 2020s because leading up to that, when I would just have days where I wasn't really 
paying attention to food and I would just undereat, quote unquote, as many people do, their calorie intake varies from day to day. I had to make sure that I was not doing that, that I was not dipping below a certain amount because my body really spoke up the next day where I would feel like I got hit by a bus in the morning if I did not eat enough or I would have a lot of trouble falling asleep. So that's something to pay attention to is if you are in a deficit under eating, whatever you want to call it, intentionally or otherwise, how does your body respond? If it immediately is saying, we feel like hell as a result of this, then I would strongly caution you against going into an intentional deficit at this time. Because your body is just saying, no, no, we don't like this. For me, another way that I can tell that I'm not ready for a deficit or my body is not primed for one is like I mentioned my sleep. Also, I get really bloated. When I got CODA and I was in a fat loss phase, which in hindsight, I probably should have just um, jumped out of that right when I got her, but I was running so many stress hormones at the time and I became really, really bloated with the amount of stress that I was under. So that's something to pay attention to and get to know your own body. I've spent years paying attention to my body, not making up stories and getting panicked and anything like that just paying attention to how my body communicates with me, noticing patterns month over month, paying attention to my menstrual cycle, looking for clues. Ah, when this happens, my body tends to respond like this. Interesting. If a deficit feels really uncomfortable right away, then that's usually, not always, your body's way of saying that it doesn't feel safe enough to lose body fat. If you think about it, our nervous systems are scanning and assessing for safety. We have the software of thousands of years ago, thousands of years of starvation and lack of resources. So that is what, that's the frame through which our nervous system is looking at the world. So if already it's feeling affronted and in danger from so many different angles, and then you're saying, hey, we're also going to be taking food resources away, your body is going to start to clap back and say, we need those things. It's not going to feel good. Whereas if you're on a beach and you don't have any worries and you're stress-free, then it probably feels pretty damn easy or much easier in comparison to lose weight. So viewing it through that lens can be really helpful. Now the big bad hormone topic. This is one that gets people really heated on the internet. And I think this is just because people are not seeing how things work together when it comes to the body. And people like to be very dogmatic and they have really dichotomous thinking, black and white. When hormones cannot impede fat loss completely, you could take things to the extreme and still lose weight. It's just that they can make things more difficult. And given our current food environment where most of us are surrounded by more than enough resources, highly palatable foods, really delicious foods, if our hormones are not working for us, then it can make the process of getting leaner more challenging. Not impossible, but more challenging. But before you jump into a story, I want to clarify. So let's get into some of the details here. There are various types of hormones. People talk about these in a very blanket way, but we need to distill down what we're talking about. We have hunger and satiety hormones, ghrelin and leptin. 
Then we have insulin, which is a big one. And I'm speaking to the primary ones that we are mostly focusing on when it comes to weight management and weight loss. Then we have sex hormones. Then we have the thyroid. Those are usually the ones that we're talking about when we're thinking of hormones. So hunger and satiety hormones. These are influenced by our body fat levels, stress, calories consumed, right? If you're eating next to nothing, of course, your body is going to pick up the hunger hormones. The type of food that we're eating. So this is where when people say it's not just about calories, it is. Remember, in isolation, you can lose weight just eating McDonald's, but you can make your life a lot easier by eating a lot of whole foods because those have a different response, those lead to a different response in the body when it comes to your satiety, your fullness levels. Whereas if you're eating 500 calories of donuts, you're going to be hungry pretty soon thereafter. But if you're eating 500 calories of lean protein and fiber and fresh produce, then you're going to be full a lot longer. Okay, so these are the hormones when it comes to hunger and satiety. Exercise also impacts our satiety, sensitization, weightlifting in particular. Okay, so that's number one, hunger and satiety hormones. Usually, that's not what people are talking about when that actually is one of the big ones they should be focused on, is what factors are influencing my hunger and satiety and how can I help myself, my body manage those in a way that makes it easier to lose weight. Mostly exercise, lift weights, and eat a mostly whole foods diet and manage your stress and sleep. Those things will help you immensely. Again, going back to lifestyle habits, right? Insulin. Of course, insulin, this haunted me for so long back in the day when Atkins was all the rage and the insulin obesity hypothesis, where everyone was saying, claiming that the only way to gain weight is for insulin to be elevated. And the only way to lose weight was for insulin to be suppressed. That is not true. Now, if you are insulin resistant, weight loss can help. This is a very complex process. So I am not qualified to be giving advice on your management of insulin. That is something that you should be working with your doctor on. It is beyond my scope, beyond what I am legally able to help somebody with. So that's something that you should be working with a registered dietitian or with your doctor on. When it comes to your sex hormones, these can impact sleep. These can impact our mood. These can impact stress resilience can impact where we store body fat. And all these factors make it harder, can make it harder to adhere to a calorie deficit. And this is the big difference here. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden, oh my, it's impossible for my body to physically lose weight. No, it's just that given our current environment that we live in, where there's delicious foods around every corner, it can make it a lot more difficult to adhere to a calorie deficit. There's a difference. Is it impossible? No. Does it make it more difficult just because you're a human being and you're not a lab rat? Yes, it can. I want to watch the story I'm implanting in your brain. It can. It doesn't always. Now, thyroid. This is another big one where I remember I went through this phase where I really deep down wished that I would have hypothyroidism because that would give me a reason to explain why I wasn't losing weight. And that was not the problem. I have Hashimoto's. I also have normal thyroid levels. 
So I have euthyroid Hashimoto's, which means that my thyroid hormone levels are within the normal healthy range, but my antibody levels are high. I don't want to get too in the weeds with that because it doesn't apply to a lot of people, but oftentimes people are saying it's my thyroid that is the issue. And this can impact calories burned at rest. If you're hyperthyroid, where your metabolism, your BMR, the calories burned at rest is higher, or hypothyroid, where it's lower. But here's the thing, guys. If you truly have hypothyroidism, you should be on medication and that will correct it. Okay, so that's what I really want to hammer home here. There's a difference between having all these factors make it more difficult for you to adhere to a calorie deficit and impeding the process of weight loss completely. And the latter is impossible. And I use this example. I know it's not a great example. It can be hard to hear, but just to get my point across, there are people in the world who are under excruciating amounts of stress, who are in really stressful situations, and they have no access to no food, which in and of itself is another additional stressor. And they waste away, right? People starve to death. And that's an extremely stressful situation to be in. Your body, we're not immune to losing weight to that extent, unfortunately. Okay, so that's, if we view it through that lens, I know that's kind of a crude example, but it can help us put in perspective that, okay, these factors are making it a little bit more difficult. How can I help myself Make it easier for my body to lose this weight, understanding that I still could if I really wanted to. That doesn't mean it's the wise choice for you to move forward with that, but I want you guys to be empowered and change the stories if, because the most common reason I see when people say it's my hormones is they're just not being consistent. And if someone had told me that when I was desperately wanting someone to say, the reason you can't change your body is because you have PCOS or you have this thyroid disorder or whatever it was, if someone had said, hey, you're just not being consistent, like your stress management is not good at all, you're drinking way too much, you're eating too little during the week, but then you're way overeating on the weekends, you probably would have punched them. I'm not an advocate for violence, I'm just joking, but I would not have been thrilled if someone said that to me, but it would have been the truth. It absolutely would have been the truth. So that's something I want you to just self-reflect with compassion. Be compassionate with yourself and just say, am I being honest with myself? Could I be more consistent? Consistency doesn't mean a day. It means weeks and weeks and weeks. Am I being consistent? Doesn't mean perfect. Just means am I being consistent? So depending on the cause of hormonal balance, whether it be menopause, whether it be a thyroid disorder, whether it be excess stress, chronic stress, whatever it is, insulin resistance. Weight loss can either help, it can help in some of those cases, if your hormone imbalance is due to excess adiposity or excess weight, as an example, or it potentially can hurt. When my menstrual cycle was missing after my poor relationship with food, it's I can go into that in another um, another podcast episode if anyone is interested, but trying to lose weight during that time would have worked against me being in a calorie deficit. I, the way to get my menstrual cycle back was to show my body that it was safe enough 
to potentially bring life into the world, which is what our menstrual cycle is often signaling. Hey, you're healthy enough to bear a child. And due to the amount of safety versus danger that my body, my nervous system was perceiving at that time, an intentional deficit would have led to uh -uh, more danger. And so I needed to make sure that I didn't do that intentionally, just as an example. So if you're unsure about this, work with someone who is a qualified medical professional because I am not, people ask me for advice on hormones all the time in my DMs. That is not my area of expertise. I am not qualified to be doing that for you. Okay. So in the end, if you're like, okay, I'm just not sure, your body will tell you if it's ready. As you'll know when you begin a deficit. Like I said, there are times when I've gone into a deficit and immediately my sleep starts to go to shit or bloating starts or what have you. My biofeedback starts to speak up. And rather than saying, I'm going to gut it out, I'm going to force it even more, which will lead to even more discomfort and potentially even more long-term health issues down the road, just say, okay, clearly this is not the right time. I need to consider all these other factors that I mentioned in here, lifestyle factors. I need to make sure my stress is managed. I need to make sure my body feels safe enough to release body fat and then come back to it. And alternatively, if you have excess adiposity, excess body fat, and losing weight is something that will alleviate you feeling unwell, then that's something for you to potentially pursue. So you will know by the way your body is responding to the process. We cannot outsmart our bodies up to a certain degree. It will communicate to us what we need, okay? And now at the same time, final thought, the mind is powerful, so I don't want you to nocebo yourself and assume that things will be difficult. This is why with the stress conversation, I've started to be a little bit more careful with it because women are starting to become, just in general, I think, afraid of being stressed at all. We are resilient. We're very resilient. Women are badass. We can deal with so much so don't assume that any type of stress is bad. Our perception of stress is also very, very important. So just go in with a sense of curiosity. I'm going to see what happens. If you're unsure, if now is the right time for you to pursue weight loss, give it a go. Be really open to whatever you discover. It might be a good idea based on what your body says might be a bad idea. Let's find out. That's the approach that I want you to go into it with. So I hope this was helpful for you in determining if now is the right time, or perhaps you need to address some of these other factors before you jump into it. I love you all so much, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. But before you go, I would absolutely greatly appreciate it if you would take a minute, just one minute to leave a review and give me a five-star rating. It means the world to me, and it helps the show grow even more. I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you.